All right, April Rose speaking listeners, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode today. You've probably seen my post on Facebook and Instagram about this particular guest. Um, Just I've been anxious and I just could not wait for him to get on here so you guys can hear all the good stuff that he has to say. Um, The way I'm going to describe my next guest, uh, I'll just throw out some adjectives here for you. Um, This next guest is accomplished. He's a thought leader, he's creative, he's innovative, he's a motivator, he's a father, a son, a brother, a friend, and finally, the last thing I will probably say, this guy, this guest, my friend, he's very, very emotionally intelligent and in tune with himself and, and what he wants to put out in the world. So this is my new friend, Courtney, better known on the Instagram world as ISO Too Great, ISO Too Great, right. creator of the Mac Project Show. How are you doing? How are you doing today, Courtney? I'm doing good. I'm doing very well. Um, I appreciate all those nice things you said about me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh. When I bring someone on, I really try to like feel them and think about them. And those were the words that popped up in my head. Right. I appreciate it. See, look, I felt it. (laughs) I felt it in my heart deep. I'm so mad because you are so important to me. I just want you to know that you are so important Thank to me. You. But um, so you have a podcast called the Mac Project Show. So for the listeners, mm. if you can just kind of briefly go into detail uh, about what your show is about. Um, your podcast. Okay. Um. Well, first thing first, I I want to say everyone listening. Um, thank you for taking the time out your day to hear us speak. It, it actually is a very important thing. You know, you're taking that time out to congregate with someone who's trying to learn and grow. And that's what my podcast is about. My podcast is all about evolution and growth. And and it's certain topics that I speak about um you know, about being pro-black and about being pro-whatever. It's mostly at the end of the day, it's about growth and empowerment. And it's empowering people who are powerless. And it's about empowering people who feel like they're nothing and feel like they can't find a way out. So my message isn't as much pro-black as it is pro-growth, period. You know, so that's what my project, you know, the Mac Project show is about. It's about the step-by-step process pretty much of me evolving and growing. And every episode is a different barrier, a different wall that I break mentally in myself. And I just present it and record it and put it out. And I and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy your podcast, the one on dating. I tried to like send every <laughs> okay. your page and your podcast to hear the dating because they will just up their game instantly if they hear that podcast. But I think that that is Thank you. that is our genuine connection. I think um, you know, as a culture, we appreciate our culture and we appreciate who we are. But me, mm-hmm. I look, I was I always look at myself as appreciating the underdog. You know, I always I know I have gifts and I know I have talents and I, I know I have things that turn people head and make them look at me. 
Um, but I, I also have a, a heart and I also believe in God and have a spiritual side of myself. And I always tend to look at people um, and try to bring them up. So that's another reason I think that connected me and you because you're going through this growth and you're noticing things and you're trying to do an about face and turn around and show colors. Absolutely. And that's so important that um, people understand that it's not that, you know, we're bad people. It's that we just don't know things. Mm-hmm. We just don't know things. And we're not doing the things we need to do to learn. And when you don't do the things you need to do to learn, everything feels uncomfortable because you're just taking other people's word for it. And they're leading you down a path where it's not comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I speak to dating you know those issues with dating because I didn't know that those were issues that you would have in dating I didn't know that <laughs> and I wish I would have known it when I was younger and I probably wouldn't have made the mistakes I made well I'm glad that we are doing this podcast together because basically this is the part two of the colorism podcast my first episode of the year oh yes and so you so kindly asked when I told you about the topic, you kind of was like, ah, yeah, I want to jump all over that. And I think it would bring a good perspective and a good balance to this topic, because as a woman, when and I know you've listened to it, it kind of talked mm-hmm. about a woman's perspective or a young girl growing up in America who's brown skin and the interactions that I have with my family and how I feel on the inside. So I think bringing you onto the podcast will bring a better perspective and balance to everyone um, about colorism and how it's affected us. So um, I guess, what are your thoughts? Do you have any points that you wanted to bring out from the podcast last week at all before I get started with a few questions? Um, I wanted to, there was one point that I wanted to hit on was that I think that colorism is is a result of a bigger thing just like how you said that it is a subsection of racism mm-hmm. um, and I think that it impacts the darker people the same way that racism affects black people right so that's why darker people have to is right. You do have to do more. And that's why darker people do do more. And not to say it in a bad way, but you, you feel like you have to go extra beyond in everything you do in order to stand out. And it's the cry for attention is probably the bigger issue, you know. And, and a lot of people see black women as, oh, well, she's all strong and she stands out and she wants to. Honestly, it's a cry for attention because of the uncomfortable position that lighter America period is putting on her they're putting that dark cloud on black women and black men too because we feel we go through the same exact obstacles you know and and, and it's and it's a problem it is a problem but it's the bigger issue is it's light America versus dark America that's the bigger issue Ooh. and it rather is light 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 how light you want to go with it to how dark you want to go with it that's the problem Hmm. okay well I have I I was taking some mental notes and I actually need to jot them down because I want to jump into some questions um with you um 
based on the podcast that I had and to kind of help people understand your thought process. So I guess my first question to you is, do you think colorism affects men as much as women? And if so, how? Um, I feel like colorism affects men far as wide. I guess men who wants to be accepted by um, corporate America men who wants to be accepted or garner a certain amount of attention it affects those men but as a normal man black man going doing his day to day I don't I don't see it as a, a obstacle because we're the most desired men on the face of the earth mm. interesting <laughs> so I mean no, not not too much. But going into like entertainment and stuff, of course, it uh, it does. It plays a big role. But I mean, I guess I do feel that it affects women more. I know I've had conversations like with my family members, mm-hmm. colorism, uh, my uncles in particular, one particular uncle. And when I would say certain things, it was almost as if he did not experience them. And I just think it is more of a male female Im- imbalance. I don't know if because the right. women are more chosen the men are the hunters and we are the hunted or however you want to set that up so we have to attract or have these i don't know certain categories of hair uh the beauty the makeup the skin the body um i don't know what it is but when i talked to him about it it was almost as if he wasn't aware i don't i don't know but that's just no it's a different world it's that's a totally different world because the thing is is that the problem that most black women are facing that are darker women that are facing finding people and they saying is an issue with your color the problem is is the light that they paint black people in they paint darker black women as the most ratchet the most stupid the most like however you want to put it the image that's the image they have of the blacker you are right so that's the disconnect like all right well if i get somebody closer to light skin that means that's you know, and smarter more intelligent more me that's smarter and more intelligent that's that's conceding to the lighter being better than the darker mm-hmm. so like even amongst black people we do that and really the the lighter people that are lighter than you feel that way about all of us mm-hmm. like they don't change they don't they're not just like making a difference between certain ones but they feel the same way that the lighter one is accepted and that's why you have you know the house the house you know black folks back in the day the lighter ones the ones who blended um in Haiti they call it the mulattoes um during the Haitian revolution the mulattoes were the ones who um were interracial back then and and that's they had more privilege Mm -hmm. and so you're kind of answering my next question because in my podcast last week i brought out the brown paper bag test in the 50s so my question to you was going to be do you think that that still figuratively exists and oh based on what you're saying it does but we talked about this and you literally said tell the example i I mean i don't know but i was shocked (laughs) yes Yes. Um, okay. So I was one of my friends, you know, we good friends to this day. Um, I was trying to, uh, 
talk to her. And she said that I wouldn't talk to you because you're um, you're not as light as a brown paper bag. I only fuck with men that as light as a brown paper Whoa. bag. And her logic behind it is because she didn't want to have a black baby. Mm. Wow. And and but the thing is, is I understood her. Right. I, I understood. Like that's why that's why I couldn't hate her for that because I understand what society paints as being smart or who society paints as being smart or who society paints as being you know educated or intelligent or who gets more allowances or more you know like and and it's a really like a deeper psychological thing it's, it's you know and and I've gone to school and studied these things and I'm, I'm literally in class and learning about the halo effect and all different experiments and the bystander you know it's crazy stuff and I'm like Look, this is, <laughs> it's so deep and psychological, like, <laughs> like people, and, and we laugh, and I understand how me and when me and you talk, like, we're just like so passionate, it's just like, we just get each other, but this conversation is just so deep because it's literally brought people to tears. Um, I know I had a conversation on Facebook with a comedian, and he was kind of talking about Harriet Tubman. And I, this is just the person I am, and I might be having a hard time dating because of this, or just, you know, having a relationship with the man because I'm so blunt. But he was laughing about Harriet Tubman, and they had uh, said they were going to put her picture on a dollar, and it was an older picture of her. And so there was a circulation of a younger picture of her, and she had like this long hair, and he was just like, um, man, why can't they put the younger picture of her? on the dollar bill not that older one and I said hold up brother like wait a minute Harriet Tubman what she did most men at that time couldn't do and what she did you know what I'm saying those wrinkles and everything that she been through is a testament to what she did for us so I feel it's kind of a slap in the face as a woman we don't do this to men and say hey we want to see a younger picture of you we don't do that to men. We only do this to women. Same thing with colorism. I think it affects women a lot more. So we had a deeper conversation on Facebook. And he literally told me, because he dates a lighter-skinned woman. He's, I think he's married to her. And he told me, April, honestly, when I was young, because he's dark, and he's an older gentleman from an older generation than us. He's about 50 or 60. And he said, honestly, when I was a kid and I was down south, I used to get picked on so bad and talked about so much that I would literally get in the bathtub and try to wipe the darkness off of me like it was dirt. So, you know, men or people or black people internalize these comments that are given to them at a young age and it follows them throughout life and then it ended up talking we ended up talking about dating outside the race and how you know some black men just want to take the bottom of the barrel white person you know just to get feel higher a higher level of life or to give birth to a lighter child um, but people literally cry tears over this colorism. So when uh, when there's white people that listen to this or people outside our, our race that cannot understand the depths because someone may not open up to you about how deeply this is rooted, that this would literally put a person in the bathtub to try to wipe that brown skin off. 
So, you know, this isn't something that's taken lightly and we can't touch on everything in this podcast. And I'm so happy, you know, that I met you, that we can have a meeting of a minds like this and to get this topic out there. Um, and especially, like I said, with Melissa Forrest trying to start that topic, that's originally where I was like, okay, I really got to do this because I am a brown skinned woman and I've had, you know, ideas and thoughts and conversations with myself. But hey, let's 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 get this back to you. I have another. Mm-hmm. I know you have daughters and they're so beautiful. I've seen oh, pictures I, on the page. I'm, I'm sorry. Before I'm sorry. And I don't Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to, it was something you said that I really wanted to point out, that Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Black women are very strong women. <laughs> Y'all are so strong and special. <laughs> and I think that, I think that the problem is, is that media isn't showing the love that black men have for black women. Like, I don't think that they are promoting black men like myself saying that I need a strong, I need a strong black woman and I love a strong black woman. (laughs) I just need her to understand that my position as a black man is to be the head. Yes. Not to demean or lower you. And you're right. What Harry Tubman did, she is a queen for what she did. Yes. And I never downplay it. And nobody and anybody who ever tries to, whether you're a black man or white man or whoever man or whatever, is wrong for that. But we need black men because we need the image of black men put on a pedestal. We need the image of black men standing up for black women put on a pedestal so we can start creating more black men like that. Right. And I really appreciate that comment because, you know, I try not to focus on the negative, but it's a lot of what in social media. It's a lot of the memes in that conversation or that, that that statement that he he made I just had to correct him in the moment and then for us Mm -hmm. to have a deeper conversation and show that he really had self-hate yeah he really has self-hate so when me and you talked about this you know really this would have been my end comment of this podcast but me and you talked about earlier and I said Courtney you know I really don't know where to go in this conversation um Mm -hmm. but we talked about a call to action pretty much and and the call to action is for people in our community any african-american light dark mixed whatever any african-american person in our community need to be more cognizant about how we are damaging our community with our toxic colorist comments and actions it's all funny every day. You know, we could get off this podcast and go back to work or you could go back to recording podcasts. But we have to, this is 2020, to be more cognizant of what we are putting out there through our mouth, through our actions. And that is my call to my listeners. White, black, whoever is listening, please be more cognizant. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's my thought on that. Absolutely. And I, and I think that, that's very important what you put out what do you want to promote who are you what does your message say to you a lot of people don't understand that you know um in communications there's we use all different types of things to communicate we can use colors to communicate hunger we can use you know it's, it's different colors that communicate different things to make your body feel right. different, to invoke different emotions we don't we are not aware 
of what we're putting out and how it's communicating a message that is psychologically killing our people. And it's not just killing us like grown adults. It's killing the development of our young children's minds. It's very important because they're not developing into men. They're not developing having pride in themselves. They're not developing self-love instead of self-hate. And that's why that dude, that comedian said what he said. I'm not talking about developing self-hate nation or generation. I'm talking about pro-black men who love their black queen. Yes. And I am a black woman who love black men. Um, and I feel that I'm a strong woman and I'm going to have a podcast later. Um, there's Absolutely. times that I'm not strong, you know, and that's where I need a black man to help lift me back up. I love black men. And if you find the right man for you, you're going to fall into that place naturally of submission. And women are all Absolutely. about that. I don't, I don't always want to be the lead. I am a nurturer. So you're going to fall into that place um, when you find that perfect man for you honestly and so i guess i just want to move on to that question as far as your daughters like how Mm -hmm. because they're so pretty um of course your girls are brown skin you know i looked at them but how will you handle this topic with them as they grow up um because i share my experience as a young girl how are you gonna how are you gonna protect them and build that confidence in them that they're beautiful and and they're worthy um my best the best way I can protect them and to show them, you know, because a lot of times um, what we say doesn't mean as much as our actions. So with, even with children too, because children learn not just by what you say, because we say a lot to children. They learn by what you do, who you date, who do you associate yourself with? Who do you promote? Who do you talk to? Who do you love? Who do you cherish? Who do you reverence? So because I love black women and I will reverence black women, I will show them how to be loved by a black man. I will show them that it doesn't matter what color of a black woman I love because I love all black women and I appreciate all black women. They're going to know that in my message. They're going to know that when they go back to find out who their dad was. So it's bigger than anything I could particularly say to try and uh, water out a, a emotional roller coaster fire they have when they get some teenage age because they're going to know who I am. And so now what is instilled in them is black man loves me. Mm-hmm. there's one black man who loves me I know for a fact and black <laughs> men who thinks like this love me Right. I know <laughs> yes. she's gonna always know that so that's that's the best way I can help any of my children do anything right and so it's easy for me with my daughters you know um, because I, I am strong and I am confident and it's the way my family raised me to be got the hits of colorism and and things like that I still became this butterfly you know I was in a cocoon and in my own world growing up and I just broke out of that cocoon and there's a really good example about I love the analogy of a butterfly um you know when when they what is it a worm when they are a worm and they they build that cocoon around them and sometimes Uh after struggling to get out let's figuratively say we're in this cocoon and somebody walks past and they want to help you get out of that cocoon and bust and get you out of there and they take a knife and they cut it they don't understand sometimes through that struggle 
uh, and them helping you out, they kind of are weakening you. So we go through these struggles and pains, and that's what I feel. I went through this struggle and pain, but once you're out, that makes your wings stronger. I went through these things to make me stronger as a as a black Absolutely. woman. And uh, so that's why I like to use that analogy of a, of a butterfly because that struggle is strengthening your wings. It's strengthening your wings. So any person that's going through colorism right now or feel it or feel ashamed, just envision yourself as a butterfly and, and try not to internalize that. Just make that fire in your wings that you're going to be stronger and you're going to be an example. And so for my daughters, I just kind of walk in that path that I am strong. Um, and they see me cry. They seen the struggles that I've been through, but they see me apologize. They see me make changes in my life. Um, and then as far as my sons, I, I empower them. My baby boy, oh. Andrew, is growing dreadlocks right now. Um, he has the curliest hair of all of my kids. There's no such thing as like good and bad hair. I, that's another way that we tear each other down. So he's very mm -hmm. into his looks. If he could change three or four times a day. And I say, Andrew, I say, you know what? And actually, he brought it to me because I was cutting his hair and his dad kept his hair cut. And he said, no, I want to grow my hair out. So now we're growing dreads. And I tell him every day how handsome he is and that you're going to get looks at school because you're starting your dreadlocks. And, you know, just speak on them. Tell them, yeah, I'm growing my hair out and it's dreads. So I know how to not because I think the older generation is very easy to say, look at that little nappy headed boy and throw those mm -hmm. negative comments out. Bad hair, nappy hair. They're the number one of the most beautiful women I ever seen in my life was a brown skinned woman that came to work every day with her natural hair. She would have twists in her hair. She, every week she would have a different hairstyle. She would wear natural colors and her earrings would have like the natural uh, fabrics. And I just looked at her and I said, what you portray every day and come to work every day, the world goes against yeah. the world tries to shut out and you come here and you radiate every freaking day like I literally had to like stop my day and go to go in her office and tell her how beautiful she was um and that is just a tendency of mine so it's very easy for me to um, uplift and that's who I am and I feel the same with you that's the same absolutely the absolutely. same type of person you are um I don't know if I you have comments well um I think that if any black women out there feel like they're dealing with colorism, you know, anyone listening to this podcast feel like that there's, you know, black men are disrespecting them, you know, and everybody else, because I can only speak for, you know, the people who I stand for. So I can only speak for black men. So if there's a black woman that feels like black men out there not, you know, loving them and not appreciating them and not showing as much care and love and affection, I would urge them to listen to the Matt Project show. Because mm. I love black women. Yes, and I, baby. And I show my appreciation to y'all. But I appreciate you know, order and I appreciate yeah. principle and I appreciate the thing that's going to motivate us and keep us growing and keep us learning and keep us elevating. And that's what more message, you know, and a lot of people like to put a negative connotation on my message or my pro-black message as in it, it separates or it's against certain things. No, I am all for the thing that betters my people and betters the production of the future generations. I care about the minds of the future. That's why my message 
is what it is. So I love black women and I love my girls, my daughters, and I'm going to show my love to them by loving y'all right now. Well, I can't, I can't up that. I can't say anything (laughs) more than that. So ladies, gentlemen, please make sure that you are liking ISO too great on your Instagram. Make sure that you're following me. Oh, and is there anything that you would like to put out there as far as any projects that you're doing before in the podcast today? Um, yes, um, please, y'all can find my podcast at Google Podcast, Spotify, just Google The Mac Project Show. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Um, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel while you're going to be seeing live videos of me talking to you and, you know, everything is going to be cool and we're going to be trying to build a strong community together, a smarter, wiser, intelligent community that actually cares about the production of our youth and that's the important thing and so yeah and you can follow me at my ig um iso too great um you can like my facebook page the mac project show facebook page and yeah hi roses you just listened to part two of my colorism episode the first two episodes of the year 2020 um, and that was with my new friend Courtney Mack ISO too great on Instagram and the Mac show project his podcast such an awesome person such an awesome person and I want to thank him for coming on my episode and helping me out um, for the new year um, this is 2020 my friends my roses my beautiful roses um, And we all have to understand that we have these wonderful inventions called Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter that gives us a free platform to show who we are as a person. And we need to understand and think before what we put out in the world. Um, We've been through so much as a people and we wanna make sure that we're thinking before we create these memes, um, that we think before we act and you know, we all want to have a good time and we all want to laugh, but let's make sure that we're bringing our culture up and not down. That's all I ask for 2020. I mean, come on, 2020, the visionary year, people. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure that you go out and like my Facebook page, April Rose Speaking Podcast. Also make sure that you go out to Instagram and like my Instagram page, April Rose Speaking. Um, Also a very important step, make sure that you go on iTunes and you subscribe to my podcast. Make sure you listen to my episodes every Wednesday, noon Central Standard Time. And the most important part, make sure that you're leaving a review to make sure that, hey, April Will Speaking podcast is worth listening to. So make sure you go out and do that. And also Butterfly by Design um, is a cash app that you can help support this podcast. If this is your thing, if you like to hear these episodes and you want me to make this bigger and better, make sure you drop a donation and I'll make sure it goes right back into this podcast and make it bigger and better. So thank you, Roses, for listening. And I cannot wait for you to listen to the next episode next week. Have a good day, Roses. Bye.